Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrienne Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back. It's a great week. It's a great day. And I am so excited to be spending part of my day with you. I know last week, uh, last week's episode was a little bit more serious in nature. And so this week I wanted to lighten things up and I wanted to share a story about the day I told Jim we were pregnant with twins. And so I don't know how many of you listeners are parents out there or mothers out there, but I remember when I was pregnant with my first child, I had this fantasy of, oh my goodness, I hope it's twins. And I just thought twins would be fun. I was naive. I had no clue what it was like to get up in the middle of the night with a child or the responsibility, the demands of taking care of this little baby. But I always envisioned myself with a very large family. And I was just thinking, oh, wouldn't it be so much fun if we had twins? And when I went to the ultrasound uh, with my husband, we found out there was only one, and which was perfectly, perfectly fine. I was great with that. Um, but I'm not going to lie. When I was pregnant with my second child, I had that little fantasy come back, um, you know, kind of knocking on the door of my mind. Wouldn't it be cool if there were twins? And once again, Jim and I went to the ultrasound and it was one child in there and um, Parker, my second son, was born. And then we got pregnant with my third son, Ben. And I don't, honestly, I don't even recall if I was thinking maybe it's twins. I think, honestly, I was hoping maybe this one's a girl. And Jim was perfectly fine with two kids. Like he was set. He did not want any more. Um, so when I found out I was pregnant with my third, of course, I was all excited. He was excited too. Don't get me wrong. Um, but let me just make sure I'm very clear. He was good with two. He was happy with three, but he was good with two. And we found out we were pregnant again with uh, one child. We never found out the sex of any of our children. Um, we wanted to be surprised on the day. And so I delivered Ben, and it was a boy, and we were so excited. But there was this little twinge inside of me like, oh, I'm going to have to go for number four, which I know is crazy. I absolutely know that is crazy. But... In my head, big family, one of them's got to be a girl here. 
So we had our fun family of five. We had three boys. All of them were healthy. All of them were great. We were very blessed, very happy. Um, But there was just this one little part of me that said, let's just try one more time. And so I remember uh, finding out I was pregnant. And the odd thing is, is with my fourth pregnancy, I was the least sick out of all of them. Like with the boys, I was very sick, very nauseous the whole time. And with the last pregnancy, I, I didn't have much of any of that, which was such a blessing and so great. Um, but I remember the day of my ultrasound and uh, I remember they said you had to drink like all this water, um, for them to be able to do the ultrasound at about, um, I thought I was nine or 10 weeks. And so Jim asked me, do you want me to go to the ultrasound with you? And I'm like, honestly, you don't have to. The only thing they're going to do is give me a date. Why don't you save your vacation days and, um, and I'll just handle this one solo. And so my girlfriend watched my other kids and, um, and I went to the ultrasound by myself because, you know, basically they just, you know, throw that wand over top of your belly, um, and they just let you know if everything's okay. And so I drank all my water right before I got there, and I remember waiting forever. And I literally was there shaking because I had to go to the bathroom so much, and they just, they were so far behind. And eventually the guy sitting next to me was like, are you going to be okay? And they called him back and he's like, you know what? Take her, take her first because look at her. She is so uncomfortable. And so thankfully the nurse took me back and I was walking into the room uh, with, for the ultrasound and the nurse looks at me and she's like, Hmm, how many weeks are you? And I looked at the, I was, from my calculations, I thought I was about nine or 10 weeks. And she's like, really? She's like, you're really big. And I was like, you know what, woman? This is my fourth pregnancy. You know, my skin is stretched. You show earlier with subsequent pregnancies. I'm like, is this her first day on the job? Like, does she not have any, you know, any filter? I was so angry at her. And she's like, you're sure you're only that many weeks? I was like, yes, lady, I am only this many weeks. And stop it with all the comments about my size. She just kept going on and on about how big I was. And I was getting very, very annoyed. And so I lay back on the table and she starts to, you know, put the gel on the, on the, um, the wand and she puts it over my stomach and probably, I don't know, 10 seconds later, she just bursts into, she just started laughing. And she didn't say anything at first. And I'm like, this is really odd behavior. First of all, she comments about my size and now she's laughing hysterically for no good reason. And she put the wand down and she looked at me straight in the face and she's like, do you want to know why you're so big? And I was like, woman, one more time about a comment about my size, and I'm walking out of here. And she's like, you're pregnant with twins. And guys, I sat up so quick, and I took a hold of the monitor, and I was like, I'm so sorry, what did you say? 
And she's like, you're pregnant with twins. Congratulations. And I told you the story before about how I always fantasized about twins. But that was when I was pregnant with the first and the second and a tiny, tiny bit with the third. But with this fourth pregnancy, twins was not even on my radar. I was not thinking about how fun or how cute it would be to have twins because I had three small kids already at home and twins just seemed unbelievable. I believe when I got pregnant with the twins, um, let me see here, Jake would have been five, Parker was four, and Ben was one. So twins was not on my radar. And so she's laughing and she's like, you don't look happy. And I was like, well, it's not happy. It's shock. It's complete shock. Why isn't Jim with me to hear this news? First of all, why would he ever listen to me and not take the day off? It's not his fault. I told him not to. But still, in that moment, I was like, where is he? I need him here. Um, and I looked at the technician. I was like, listen, you don't understand. This isn't child number one and two. This isn't even two and three. This is four and five. And guys, that just made her howl even louder. And the next thing I know, she is calling every single nurse in the room over to our sedation. And she is telling them, guys, you got to come over here and see this. This is pregnancy uh, number four. And she's pregnant with twins. She's going to have five kids. And her oldest is five which just made the whole room start laughing. And I'm still sitting there in complete shock, like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And the shock wasn't even, how are we going to have five kids? The shock was, how am I going to tell Jim? Because he was fine with two. He was fine with two kids. And now I'm going to tell him that we are going to be parents of five kids. So I have no clue what to do. I don't even know how I want to tell him. I walk out of the hospital and I drive over to my girlfriend's house to pick up the boys. And I'm just stunned. I'm speechless. I'm trying to like come up with some creative way to tell Jim and nothing's coming to me. And I'm like, do I call him at work? No, you can't tell him this on the phone at work. Like you're going to miss out on his expression. You cannot miss out on this. And so I pick up the boys at my friend's house and she's just like, is everything okay? You don't look too good. And I was like, Shannon, there's two in there. We're pregnant with twins. And she's like, oh my goodness, how are you going to tell Jim? <laughs> so it's, it's an, kind of ironic that all of us are thinking about Jim in this moment and not about the pregnant lady with twins. And I was like, Shannon, I have no clue how I'm going to tell him I'm going to tell him this news. And she was like, you'll figure it out, but I'm so happy for you. So now I'm driving home with my boys and I'm trying to figure out, okay, like, can you come up with some creative way to tell him this news? And honestly, again, so much shock. I, my mind's not even going there. And I'm just like, I'm just gonna have to tell him. I'm just going to tell him straight out. So um, that particular night, the boys, the older two boys were in T-ball together. And so we would frequently meet at the baseball field and Jim would pick up, um, I, let me back up a second. We would meet at the baseball field where they would play T-ball 
and Jim would meet me at the field. He would be coming from work. He would take the kids then home and feed them dinner. And I then would teach a weight management course at the hospital in the evenings. And so we typically did the handoff at the park because it was a halfway point between the two of us. And it was just easy. It was just easy. And so I'm at the field, Jake and Parker are playing t-ball, Ben's in a stroller. I'm kind of walking around, keeping him occupied as, you know, he was getting a little fussy and I see Jim pull up and I still have no plan. I have zero plan of how I'm going to break the news. I just want to do it in a, in a fun way that we would remember. But, um, yeah, so he comes up to me and we start making small talk and asking how the day was. And then all of a sudden he's like, Oh yeah, your ultrasound was today. How did it go? And I just looked at him and he's like, Oh no, what happened? I was like, well, um, we got to talk and you could see his shoulder slump. Of course he was worried, um, because I wasn't giving him much information. And when you say we have to talk, that usually doesn't follow with great news. And he's like, what's the problem? And I said, well, you know, everything is okay. I said, the problem is baby A isn't as far along as we thought. And he just looked at me and he's like, baby A, baby A. He's like, what the heck? Why are you calling it baby A? And I didn't say anything. I just kind of looked at him and, you know, figured I'm going to wait him out and let him figure it out. You know, because again, I thought we were like nine weeks and when... I talked to the technician when she did all the measurements. I was only seven weeks. And I was like, yeah, the baby is not measuring at nine weeks like we thought. Uh, It's only seven weeks. And he's like, why do you keep calling it baby A? And again, I looked at him and all of a sudden I couldn't contain it anymore. I just broke out into the biggest smile. And he kept looking at me, you know, searching for some kind of help or some kind of clue. And then all of a sudden, his face got so serious. And he was like, there's another one? (laughs) I was like, yes. I said, but don't worry. Baby B is measuring like seven weeks and two days. So we're in good shape. And he was like, is there a baby C? And I was like, no, silly. There's only two in there. Stop going overboard. Why do you always have to exaggerate? And he was just like, oh my gosh, oh my, you're kidding, right? And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, you needed to be with me at that ultrasound. You could have heard it for yourself. At this point, I'm kind of wearing off of the shock, but now he's hearing it for the first time. And guys, his face was priceless. It was probably one of the funniest, most happiest moments that the two of us shared. And immediately Jim goes into planning mode. Oh my gosh, five kids. All right. Um, What does that mean for the bedrooms? What does that mean for um, the car? Do we need to get a 15 passenger vehicle? Uh, He just starts going into planning mode. Oh my gosh, what does this mean? Like, oh my goodness, where are we going to put all these kids? We're going to have to get full-time help because you're still working and I'm still, um, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I was like, well, you have all night to figure it out because here's Ben, here's the stroller, the boys are on the field. I got to go to work. So have fun with that. And I turned around and I left and I drove off and I went to work and I just left him there to absorb all of that great, happy information that he just heard. And so guys, I wanted to share that story with you because, 
you know, f- many people have creative ways. I did not have a creative way of telling my husband that we were pregnant with twins. Um, but guys, it was one for us to remember. And so today you're probably thinking, what the heck does this have to do with nutrition? I want to talk about plans, specifically plan A, plan B, and plan C. Because let's face it, sometimes life does not go as planned. We thought we were having four kids, but surprise, we had five. And I think sometimes this is what happens around mealtimes. We have this plan in place, you know, whether it be a written out meal plan that was well thought out the week before, or maybe it's just a plan you kind of threw together while you were at work or while you were at home during the day and you were thinking, what do we want to make for dinner tonight? And so we have this plan, what I'm going to call plan A, and that is the meal that we pre-decided to cook, all right? When we pre-decide meals, uh, they're usually more balanced, more healthy, because we put some thought into it. And so there's probably some proteins on the plate. There's probably some starch on the plate. There's probably vegetables, because we plan for them to be there. Plan A is what we strive to accomplish every single evening. Too often, when plan A doesn't go as we thought it was going to go because life is great at throwing us curveballs. It's great at throwing us the unexpected. We revert to plan B, which is takeout or going out to a restaurant, right? We wanted to make this meal. Say we were going to make grilled chicken and brown rice and broccoli. But now all of a sudden you have to work late. You have to go pick a child up from somewhere and you didn't think you would have to. Um, you know, your car breaks down on the way home from work, and all of a sudden, you don't get to make plan A like you thought you were going to. And so what's easy is we revert to plan B, which is going out. I'll just pick up a pizza on the way home. The problem is, because life is so great at giving us the unexpected, we revert to plan B too frequently. When I ask clients when they come into my office, how often do you dine out, a lot of them will say, probably just once a week. But when I start diving into their their day and to their past week, it's more like two or three times. Oh, well, you know what? You know, things got busy and I just had to run through the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A. We didn't have another option because I had to, I got home late and everything was thrown off. Those things happen very, very frequently. And so what I want to teach you today is that plan B should not be takeout. It should not be going to a restaurant. That's actually going to be plan C. Instead, we are going to create a new plan B. And plan B is an easy meal that you can prepare that takes 10 minutes or less to pull together. It's going to be, it's gonna, it's going to be a meal that fits the bill. It's still going to have nutrients in it. Um, it's still going to have some health value to it, but it's going to be very simple to pull together, and it's going to be your alternative to going out to eat. And so some of my favorite Plan B meals are scrambled eggs and some veggies. Um, sometimes we will do um, stir-fry vegetables, frozen stir-fry vegetables, and those produce shortcuts. Uh, with the chicken because we can just easily throw it together with some soy sauce and kind of turn it uh, also use instant brown rice and we can turn that into a quick easy meal for a lot of people pasta is an easy meal because it takes what 
eight, nine minutes to boil noodles. And then if you have some frozen meatballs or turkey meatballs in the freezer and frozen vegetables work great for a plan B meal because they're quick and they're easy. And so your challenge or your homework, if you will, is to come up with two plan B meals every week. You want to have these meals either in your freezer or in your pantry so you can grab them whenever life gets hard and you're not able to proceed with plan A. And this is just a great idea because, again, life happens and we can't always control and we can't always predict when the craziness and when the chaos is going to happen, but we can control being prepared. And so that's what we're going to work on. What two plan B meals can you have in your refrigerator, your freezer, your pantry at all times that you can fall back on so that when life doesn't allow you to follow through with plan A, you can still be successful with your health goals. All right, so that is the challenge. Plan B is no longer dining out. That is plan C. All right, guys. Oh, one quick note before I give you your recipe. A lot of times people will ask me, what are my plan A meals and what are my plan B meals? And we're going to go into depth in a future episode all about meal planning. And I can share with you my tips and my tricks and my methods. Um, And, you know, so a lot of times I create my meal plan for the week. I create my two plan B meals along with it. So that way when I go to the grocery store, I have more than enough options available. And sometimes people will ask me, well, your plan B meals are what I would plan plan A meals, if that makes sense. You know, they say your recipes for plan B are what I would normally pick as a good healthy meal on plan A. And honestly, plan A and plan B is going to look different for every single individual. It's based on how much time you can devote. It's based on what ingredients you have on hand and what flavors and foods that you keep in your house. And so there is no right way, wrong way to do this. Right. Uh, rotisserie chickens, they can be a great plan B meal. Um, the groceries, well, actually, I was going to say the grocery salad bar, but honestly, I don't know if salad bars are going to ever be open again um, because of the pandemic. So it could be frozen dinners. Frozen dinners could be a plan B meal. You just want to look for those with the lowest amount of sodium in them. Okay, so you don't have to feel guilty about what your plan A or your plan B meal looks like as long as it works for you and your family and it keeps you from going out to eat so frequently. All right, guys, so that is your homework to figure out two plan B meals that you can keep on hand at all times to keep you from dining out. Okay, so today's recipe, I am going to give you another example of a plan B meal that we use in our house all the time. And so they're make your own pizzas. And honestly, we try to make recipes of some of our favorite foods that we like to eat out. So it keeps us eating healthier at home. So we make pizzas on a frequent basis. And because we eat them often, we don't feel the need to do takeout with pizza because we've already worked it into our our meal plans. Um, But the make your own pizzas, our plan B meal, is one that we fall back on quite frequently if we can't execute plan A. 
And so we like to use the whole wheat non-flatbreads. If you've ever seen them before at the grocery store, they're usually near the bakery section or sometimes in with the breads. And so we get the flatbreads. I like the individual ones because they're nice and portion controlled. And so we'll use the non-flatbread. We'll use a jar of spaghetti sauce because it's easy and mozzarella cheese. And then I will usually have some uh, options for toppings. I will either saute some onions and peppers. Sometimes we get the canned mushrooms because they're quick and easy. Uh, my kids like Hawaiian pizza. So, you know, if, depending on what I'm getting for the week at the grocery store, I might get a little bit of ham or crushed pineapple. We usually always have crushed pineapple at our house. Every once in a while, I'll get even the little mini pepperonis for them to put on their pizza. Uh, but they know they have to put vegetables on as well. You could do broccoli. You could do spinach. I mean, honestly, the toppings are endless. I just always like my kids to pick at least two vegetables for their pizza. And then we always have a bag salad when we do pizza night because we don't want to just have pizza. Pizza will make us hungry if we don't have other things to go along with it. So I grab a bag salad, throw it in a bowl, and we call it a day. All right. Uh, you can just throw those non-pizzas into the oven at 350 for about 10 to 15 minutes until the cheese is melted. But I know this is one of my family favorites, and so I wanted to share it with you. All right, guys. If you have any questions about what you heard today, please reach out. Let me know how I can help you. And if you're looking for more great recipes, check out our Facebook page. Um, check out our website, which is bodymetricspa.com. And we'd love to connect with you and just see how we can come alongside of you and help you with your health goals. So guys, thank you so much for listening this week. Enjoy your plan B meals and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.